The following message is by Pastor Steve Clark of the Evangelical Free Church of Salt Lake City. More information is available at our website, www.slcevfree.org. Father, we are gathered here tonight singing and hearing your word read gathered here in your presence to remember, to commemorate, to celebrate something that you did long ago. The effects of which, though, reach down through the centuries to us here in this room and are life-changing. We remember that and we celebrate it. We sing joy to the world. We remind ourselves of the great, great good blessing that you gave us when you sent your son. It was unimagined by any man, any woman. No one could see it, no one would guess it, but you did it, and no one would see or or guess what you would do in it, that you would send him to earth, born as a baby, you'd send him to send him again on to Calvary to die as a man to die in payment for sin. This is joy to the world. Father, would you now, here in these next few minutes, would you so control our minds and hearts so we would contemplate a little more of what it is that you've done here in this event we celebrate? Would you grow in us thankfulness? And as the the passage that leads into what I'm going to read as it talks about how no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Those are the words and the lips of Jesus. I pray, Father, that You would be pleased to reveal Yourself here tonight to us. Do so, Lord, to grow in us thankfulness, to grow in us worship, and to gain great honor for Your name. And it is in the name of Christ we pray. Amen. So Christmas is often a season of busyness, a season of shopping and traffic and travel. And of course, it's more than that. It's also family coming and reunion and sweetness and, and intimacy, the seeing again of friends and family you haven't seen in some time and mean a lot to you and hopefully those you can enjoy. That's all good. And I'm not going to talk about that tonight. Because, while that's good, and and I don't in any way mean to diminish that, I do need to set that aside because fundamentally at its core, that's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is at its core about God. That's what Christmas is. And if we didn't have any friends, and some of us don't, and if you don't have any family, and some of us don't, and if there is to be no reunion tomorrow, and for some of us that might be the case. It is still Christmas, and for you can still be a merry Christmas because fundamentally what Christmas is about, God, is still real. Gloriously so. So I'm going to take a couple minutes and consider a passage, just three verses, from the end of Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to read them, briefly walk through them, and then try to connect them to what they mean for us today. Why 
why what God has done in Christmas is actually for the making of merriment in our hearts. So let me read. This is from the end of Matthew chapter 11. Jesus is speaking. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11. Jesus is speaking to people, people that he describes as laboring and heavy laden. And he doesn't mean this physically. He's not talking about people who are physical laborers who are, or who are physically carrying a burden. He's just beginning a picture that you, you hear it. It carries all through these several verses, one of beasts of burden, yoked, pulling a load. You know what a yoke is? A yoke is that thing that goes around an animal's neck, often in, in pairs. It's how they are unable to pull a load. He's talking to people who, as it were, are beasts of burden, weighed down, loaded. He's talking to us. Do you know what it's like burdened here in this life? Jesus does not mean to say, I'm talking to some people who, who are burdened, everybody else, never mind. He's actually saying, this is what the human condition is here in this fallen world. Now, in any given moment, we, we are happily healthy, wealthy, and wise. But do you know other? Do you know other? What it's like living here, trying to put together life and trying to hold it together, whether it be about your relationships or about your, your financial situation, your work situation, your health situation. Life here in this fallen world is a constant piling up in, of sand in front of a wave. No sooner have you gathered it together and begun to shape it into something, and the wave comes in and wipes it away. And then you start again and again and again. And the burden of gathering up all that sand and trying to hold back the ocean can be, ugh. Do you know what it's like to be burdened in this world? Maybe you meet it tomorrow afternoon when you're sitting around with all the family and friends that have come and you're thankful for them and you realize not, I don't mean this to be critical, because I experienced all the time in, in a happy way, actually, but in a, in a slightly hollow way. Ah, oh, this is wonderful. However, question, is this it? Because they're all leaving day after tomorrow, and I'm going back to work, and we start all over again. Is this, is this, is this it? Was I living for this that's running through my fingers? Enjoy, enjoy the this, but realize it is running through your fingers and you can't hold back the next layoff, the next illness. You can't hold it back. We can't hold it back. Life, burden in this world. And the, root, the root beneath that is because of this world has fallen and we are all plagued by sin. Ever since the Bible talks about the very beginning, ever since the fall of man into sin, we've had trouble here. We live lives as beasts of burden, carrying a load. And then we meet 
perhaps a second burden, a second load. Some of us perhaps sensing, I think God's involved in this. If there's some sort of alienation from God in this, or perhaps because of the background you were raised in, then we meet the burden of religion. In which someone or someones start telling you, here's what you better do to fix it all. Here's what you better do to make it all shape up and hold together. A bunch of us have lived in that one. And not only now do you face the struggles of life, but you, but you face the additional difficulty of now I've got to hold my mouth just right and I've got to keep up appearances to look like I have it all together and that I am clean and right and proper and worthy and deserving. And then maybe, then maybe something will work out a little bit better for me or at least other people will think I'm a little bit better. It's, it's the ultimate double whammy. Not only is life hard, but now you've got to pretend to earn God's favor as if that's possible. All you who are burdened, laboring, heavy laden, Jesus has an offer. He's going to make an offer here, an invitation to us all. But it's not the sort of transaction that perhaps we're used to. We think about commerce. I've got a need, and somebody will meet that need, and we will, we will do a deal He'll give me X, I'll give him Y. I have my need met, he has his need met, but we remain distinct from each other. Jesus has got a little bit different offer. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And then secondly, take my yoke upon you. You're the beast of burden idea there, the yoke. Take my yoke upon you. He says, I'm not gonna provide you the answer to that problem, I actually, myself, am the answer to that problem. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you. Connect yourself to me. Latch your, fasten yourself into this yoke, this burden. Which you might say, wait a minute, I thought we were trying to get rid of burden. Why do you talk about a different burden? doesn't make any sense he doesn't say you get out of burden he says you get a different one you don't get away from yoke you get a different one his why would you want that if you listen to how he laces through this passage a few enticing promises you begin to get a picture of why you would want to come with burden, why you would come, want to come to Jesus and fasten yourself to him. Because he tells you who he is. He says, take my yoke upon me. You will find something out about me that I am gentle and lowly in spirit. This Jesus, we see it physically. When you look at this little baby in a manger, you see it physically there. There is one who is lowly. There is one who is weak and meek and down. But the Bible clarifies for us that he is not just a little baby. He is God eternal. Who humbled himself and became this little one, this, this meek, gentle, 
gracious, lowly one who, when we meet him with our burden, does not say, I'm going to load you down with more, or is not going to say, I'm going to judge you in your failure. He does indeed offer a yoke, but he offers a yoke from a heart that is meek, that is lowly, that is gracious and patient with people like us. He tells us something about who he is and tells us something about the yoke. He says, here, take my yoke. You will find this yoke. It is easy and the burden is light. Find from this one who is meek a burden that is light. A yoke that is easy. The image that he's using. Very often animals would be fastened in pairs in a yoke. And one who is younger and weaker would be fastened with one who is older and stronger. And that one pulls most of the weight. It's kind of like if you've ever ridden one of those tandem bicycles in the back seat. And you take your feet off the pedals and the bike keeps moving. Because who's providing the power? Dad in the front. Take my yoke. Yes, it, yes, there are pedals here. Yes, there's a seat here. I provide the power. You will find this yoke is easy and this burden is light. And what you will find from this one when you come to him with all of your burden and all of your labor, you come and you fasten up next to this meek one who has a light burden. Twice, he says, you will find rest. You will find rest Rest for your soul. Rest. If you are in fact connected to the life that is burdened, that is pressured, that is a constant building up of something that's constantly wilting away, if you, are, if you connect to that, then the offer of rest for soul makes sense. If you don't, I don't have anything to say to you. If you don't, I don't have anything to say. But Jesus would say to someone who says, I don't, I don't have any need, he would say, just wait a second. Just hold that thought for a moment. Because need will come. And if by some chance you skate all the way through life with no need whatsoever, you will die and then face the judgment. And you will need me. He offers rest for the soul. A yoke that is easy and a burden that is light. Companionship, intimacy with a strong one who is meek and lowly in heart. Burdened, come to him and yoke up with him. That's the picture, which obviously now here at the end we need to unpack because it's, it's just a metaphor. What's he talking about? Because none of us are actually animals. There isn't any physical yoke. What's he talking about? Well, in Matthew chapter 11, when he writes this, nobody knows. You, get, you, can, you can get the picture. You can kind of see it. What he's saying is he's inviting us to come to him in faith, hearing his promises, you'll find something out about me that I am gentle. You'll find that my yoke is light and you will find rest for your souls. You hear the promises and in faith you say yes and you come stand next to Jesus. But what is it, exactly does that mean? That's about the best you can get from Matthew 11. But if you were to read all the way to the end of Matthew or the end of any of the Gospels, 
You see what he's talking about. He's talking about the, the second half of the story. If the first half of the story captured in one day is Christmas, the second half of the story captured in one day is Easter. He's born as a baby to die as a man. And what Jesus is talking about is come to me in faith and you will find the alienation from God that you were burdened trying to fix. I fix it at the cross. The yoke of, of heavy laden that you're trying to plow your way through life and fix your life, I take care of that at the cross too. I secure for you life now and forever. Jesus is saying to anyone with ears to hear, come to me, come to me born and come to me crucified. And you'll find there payment for your sin that removes off of you all burden before God and connects you tightly to me who is meek and good, full of grace for you. Come to me trusting my death on the cross and I will give you rest for your soul. That's what the story is about. And if you haven't ever closed up with Jesus, taken the yoke on you to use the picture, I invite you, today is the best day to do that. If you don't do it today, tomorrow's the best day to do that. If you don't do it tomorrow, Saturday's the best day to do that. Every day, right now, today is the best day to do that. To close up with Jesus and find life, to find rest for your soul. That's his offer that he makes to you come. And I know that a fair number of us, perhaps most of us, I don't know everybody here, but perhaps most of us here, you have closed up with him and you still know the burden in life. You still kind of sense this, well, to use the picture again, there's the strong one, the two oxen in the, in the yoke, the strong one's going one way. Life gets hard if we try to go the other way. You're strapped in. Ask yourself, I, I don't know what, what you're facing. I can't say this is true for you or for you or for you, but ask yourself, perhaps is some of the burden that I feel, some of the, the weight that I feel now. I'm a Christian. I've closed up with Christ. He promises me rest of soul, and I'm not feeling that. Why not? Are you walking in his yoke? Or are you still trying to walk your own way? The yoke won't let you. All you'll get is chafing. Perhaps you sit here now as a Christian on this Christmas Eve not knowing rest, rest in soul. Today, and if not today, then tomorrow, and if not then Saturday, maybe that's the day that you say, Lord, I give up. I want to walk in your yoke. I want to walk in your path alongside, fastened to you, I'm done with my own way. Christian, he means for you, gloriously he has provided for you rest, and he means you to know it. He means for you, Christian, he means for you to know that, to walk it every day, 
to walk it close to him, knowing that the one that stands by my side is pulling the load. In his power, I walk forward. I walk obediently. I walk submissively. I walk beside him, but I walk with him in his power. He is the mighty one who is good, meek, kind to me. He is not a taskmaster over you. He is a savior and a lover of your soul. So perhaps, Christian, you tonight, you say, Lord, thank you. Have me again. Lead me on again. God has acted most kindly at this event we celebrate, at this Christmas event. He has acted most kindly to give to us, ultimately, if you trace that all the way through, to give to us life and rest in giving to us Jesus. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord for His kindness. Close up with Him, perhaps for the first time. Trust Him. And know rest for your soul, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Let me pray. Father, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for how you have done something that we never dreamed of. When man and women, when people dream of fixing our problems, it comes down to us. You addressed our problems by sending yourself doing all the work and calling us to trust you. Praise your name. Thank you for that. And Lord, would you cause it to, to resonate within the hearts of the people here in this room. And whatever the next step is for them, whatever the next, whatever the next piece of the process is for them, move them along that. Would you please be pleased to show yourself to some here tonight? We thank you, Lord, for your initiative with us, for your action, for your kindness, and for your love. We bless you. We thank you. We want to honor you. So lead us in that way, we pray, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Steve Clark of the Evangelical Free Church of Salt Lake City in Salt Lake City, Utah. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without permission. We invite you to visit our website at www.slcebfree.org or call us directly at area code 801-943-0091. Our mailing address is Evangelical Free Church of Salt Lake City, 6515 South Lion Lane, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84121.